Somebody, I, before I get going, I just have um, sort of what you've said has resonated. You went to Brilliant Senior High, CTA designed that building, and you went to Eastern Mountain College, and CTA designed a number of the buildings there. And we worked on a project. I'm, I'm not showing it here because I um, haven't gone as far into. I didn't go into 2014 here, but um, we worked on a project called Kimball Hall at um, Rocky Mountain College. And when it was built in 1914, there are these great photos because the guys that were at school went up to the rim rocks and uh, quarried the stone that was used in the building's um, construction. Um, so um, there are just a number of things to resonate with besides the businesses within buildings. And um, as you know, um, architects typically follow business and uh, so that we can help design and construct um, the businesses for um, wherever we are. But, um, I'm, so I'm dedicating this presentation to Billings and the Montana Historical Society and to CTA and um, hopefully give you an idea of um, how CTA started. Um, let's see. Um, so I'm not going to go in this order. These uh, subjects interweave, but essentially uh, my premise is that um, were it not for Billings and its rapid growth, um, then CTA wouldn't have grown as it did. And they're, they're, um, as with any business, as um, Jim has just described, there are always people behind those businesses and what their beliefs and philosophies are and how that infiltrates and forms and informs the business over the years. And it's not just um, uh, the um, people that are working there and leading the firm, but it's our clients. And, and architects are very reliant upon their clients, and they're a reflection of them. And um, talk a bit about the key personalities and their philosophical approaches. All right, so we all are using um, Larry Mayer's photographs. Um, there's a great series that the uh, Western Heritage Center put together with Larry, and they show before and after photos, and it's a great way to look at buildings. This one is from 2017, so I'm going backwards because this is the one, the same view, looking south downtown Billings in 1937, and CTA was founded in 1938, so this gives you an idea of what CTA was looking at when they were formed. And I worked really hard and I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't like circle a building that was common to both photos. I'm sure there's got to be one somewhere. But the, in looking at the photo, you certainly see that there's a lot of land to the south that's not developed. You also see, and I will go back to the 2017 for an um, easier comparison, you see that it's a lot of low rise and not a lot of dense development within the city. And we also get into a fair amount of residential right around the um, downtown business district. But, and here we are now, we also have a sea of parking. Isn't that amazing? That would be a pretty good study, but certainly a number of high-rise buildings scattered throughout, and certainly much taller than the one or two-story buildings you see in 1937. So um, I started trying to do a good analysis of the growth of Billings and um, CTA's growth in comparison, and it flatlined. Cushing and Charles um, uh, orange line there is a flatline at the bottom because the growth of Billings was so huge. There, um, and so fast, I mean, you can see these numbers over the years, and there was a bit of a, um, 
if there's a, a butte or a mesa for a little bit there, a little bit of a plateau, but generally Billings really has a claim to be called the magic city. It really has just grown phenomenally and certainly become the largest city in Montana at this point. So this analysis didn't do me much good in terms of saying, oh look, Cushing Turtles workforce followed the lines of the growth of Billings. So I decided to go in terms of, um, oh, and I decided to just show Cushing and Terrell to begin with. And they, it doesn't, the 1938 date doesn't register because there were only two people. But uh, <laughs> um, it's grown to about 450 now, but I will counter that, balance that with a bit of, um, uh, it's not an admission, but this is more than just the Billings office. There are about 150 people right now in the Billings office. We do have other offices throughout the uh, Rocky Mountain West, essentially, and Texas. So um, the growth of building of CTA has grown beyond Billings. And then I thought, well, maybe a percentage of growth <laughs> would be a good way to um, show it. And it got really spiked out because of a project that Cushing and Terrell did with MacGyver and Cohagen um, in Miles City for a large VA hospital. And this was in 1947. It was one of the largest production, one of the largest architectural projects in the state at the time. And Cushing and Terrell increased their workforce by 22 and then rapidly depleted it once the construction documents were done. So that's why you get that crazy spike there. So in terms of trying to do charts for something like this, it's a little harder. So what I decided to do was just get back into who we're talking about. So we're, and here we are talking about people. Um, we have um, Ralph Cushing is, uh, let me get to my notes, he's um, standing at the left. He was 35 in 1938, and Cushing, uh, um, uh, sorry, um, Cushing's on the left and Everett Terrell's on the right. He's a little younger, he's about five years younger than Cushing is in 1938, and the two of them formed this firm, firm in 1938, as you can see there. They were known as Cushing and Terrell for years, and so you really knew who you were dealing with. And then in 1955, they became Cushing and Terrell and Associates. In 1970, they became CTA. And I'm lobbying right now to go back to Cushing and Terrell. We'll see what you guys all vote at the end. But this was when the um, firm was founded, and they gave a little bit about the history of these two guys. Uh, Terrell grew up here in Billings. Cushing, the older of the two, grew up in Dillon. Both attended Montana State College, meaning Bozeman, the architecture school there. But Cushing didn't. Uh, Cushing graduated with a degree in architecture, and then he went on to the University of Michigan, got a degree in engineering. Whereas Terrell just spent two years at, at MSC and then went on to the University of Washington to finish up his architecture degree, where he graduated in 1931, making you wonder about the claim that both have been connected with architectural work in the state the last 12 years. And you take 1938, subtract 1931, you get seven years. So there you go, looking for. <laughs> um, and, and this actually goes back a little bit to Ed Kemmerer's um, talk, uh, keynote about reading newspaper articles. And I rely heavily on them to know what was going on at the time. But we also have to remember that just like today, they aren't always accurate. They don't always tell you the full truth. So Christian and Terrell did 
become friends though because they worked together at the firm, a guy firm in Cohagen, and it was up in Great Falls at the time. Uh, Chandler Cohagen later um, located here in Billings, and they worked with him and with McIver over the years. But they had worked mostly on um, residences because they worked with them during the Depression. And this is the closest I could come to the great experience they had in 38 when they made their decision. So this is a, a, the story that was relayed to me by Gene Colstadt, who's been at CTA over 50 years now. And many of you might know him. Some people refer to him as Gino. I've never come to that personal level with him. But apparently Everett Terrell was a great fisherman and, and fly tire, and so he was up fishing at the Boulder River and Cushing. Ralph went up to go talk with Everett, and the two of them decided, of course, there was something to do with moonshine or whiskey, you know, a bottle that applied um, the uh, thought process, and they spoke and decided to form their own firm, and they were thrilled to be able to introduce a firm that offered both architecture and engineering because, um, of course, um, Cushing had that engineering degree. And according to Gino, uh, Ralph Cushing was more the socialite, more connected to people in town. And that's where when you start doing the newspaper researches, is, you know, of course we always talk so much on all those <coughs> items about Mrs. Everett Terrell having these parties and Mrs. Ralph Cushing. Everybody had parties. And so I don't know if Jean is quite right because there were a lot of parties going on and a lot of hosting and a lot of events at the Shriners Temple. and. Um, but anyway, that was the story that's been passed down through CTA, that um, Everett was more of the uh, business guy, the doer. But what they did was they did things by the golden rule. So that tagline is up there for a reason, because when we first started working at CTA in 2006, we were given a uh, laminated card that talked about the core values of CTA. And that's something that's been passed down over the years that is very meaningful to the firm. And it is doing business by the golden rule. And it's a matter of trust and integrity. And those values were what um, Cushing and Terrell established from the very beginning. And for them, all losses or gains to be shared equally. This is it. This was their legal agreement between each other to have a firm and to um, work with each other over the years. Um, Jane, uh, Jane Colstad, you can see there are more pages to come. I won't bore you with all the pages, but it's very exciting. They even talk about what the money they spent on pen nibs and paper and their first commissions and the little bits of money that they um, gathered in over the years. Their first project, interestingly enough, was actually with Chandler Cohagen. He had been uh, assigned the commission to design Billings Senior High, and uh, Cushing and Terrell worked with him on that, doing engineering for that project. Um, so this is 1938, um, and um, they actually subsequently worked on the building in, oh, I think it was 19, oh, actually I do have a bit down somewhere. Um, they did an addition in 1965, and 1968, and 1973, and so and at that point they were the prime architects for it. Mind you, Cohagen was working, he was only about 10 years older than the two of them, and he was working up through, um, I think it was, oh, I do have a cheat sheet here, because um, he, died, he didn't die until 1985, at age 94, and he was working up until, I think, 1970. Um, so um, the nice thing is, is that both Cushing and Terrell had great relationships with both Cohagen and Chandler. And, and also at this time in 1938, they were working with a St. Louis firm on a new elementary building in Balance. Um, 
then I, I mean, so beyond working with um, both MacGyver and Cohagen over the years, they also were heavily involved with them um, in the Montana AIA chapter. Just want to show you some of the really, I mean, if any of you know this building, they're just phenomenal brick details in this building, and it's, um, these are part of the original 1938 um, construction that are just um, very um, elegant details. And um, this was the entry, and you can see it was um, completed in 1939. And apparently I like to keep showing it. Let's see. Now, and another very interesting um, combination of their efforts was the City Hall. And this was another 1938 commission, and this was in October. And in order for the city to um, get their um, WPA, $90,000 grant from WPA, so this is October, I said, they had to have the construction start in January 1939. By my <coughs> math, that's like two and a half months. So what the city did was they hired three architects, the only three architects in town. They hired Cohagen. They hired J.G. Lincoln Company, whom many of you might know, and they hired Cushing and Terrell, um, and they did the engineering for the building design. And um, I didn't include a current photo of this building because it's very hard to see. You had this issue yesterday with the Moss Mansion. Trees, other buildings, there's been you know, um, additions onto the building, and trees in the front, and so sometimes the um, earlier photographs are certainly clearer photos to be able to see the beautiful Art Deco style here. Um, the combined architectural fee for this ultimately $215,000 building was $1,325. Um, so I said that there were three firms in the city at that time in 1938, and that's in comparison to 40 firms in 1975. I don't have today's count. It's probably similar to that. But Cushing and Turtle grew along with the city, and um, you know, buildings really did have quite a rapid growth, and this is um, the city hall that they're showing here in 19. 40, um, between 1930 and 1940, buildings grew to a population of 23,318 people, which represented a 42% increase from um, 1930, I think it was. Um, so this is a, a good thing, but it represents a sad thing. Cushing and Terrell actually closed their firm from 1942 to 1945. There was no work. I don't know what they did during that time. Maybe they designed a residence or two, but um, they did. They were able to reopen in October 1945, and they wanted to make it clear that they were um, out uh, working again. I, um, to, in order to flesh the story out, I should find out what Cohagen was doing and what J.G. Lincoln Company were doing as well. But certainly, there was that was a short-lived uh, minor depression, and then they moved on to what uh, the papers called big building boom, and Billings has had a lot of building booms, and I'd like to blow this up just so you can get an idea that there were a number of schools, industries, churches, pretty much every um, um, imaginable um, uh, construction was going on in 1940. There had been, you know, it was a pent-up release, pent-up demand, and so all of a sudden they're doing a lot more um, construction in the 40s, and this is really when Billings is booming, thanks um, to P.P. Moss and others like him into a major financial, medical, and cultural center of, of the region, not just of Montana. Um, and so this is July 1949. Um, uh, 
um, I, I apologize for the um, image, but it was blown up from that article, and this is the Highland Elementary School. This is one of CTA's, uh, excuse me, Cushing and Terrell's projects um, and, at that time, as well as the um, Shriners um, Temple. And this is um, part of its um, construction photograph um, that you can see here, a uh, dance floor of 12,300 square feet, enough for 1,500 people. And you know, moving on, you know, through the um, 50s, there, there was a lot of growth again, um, still in Billings, and um, you you start seeing medical arts buildings like this one on, on Broadway and Third, and this really marks the beginning of the hospital growth in Billings. And we know that we've got right now we currently have um, St. Vincent's and we have Billings Clinic. Now Billings Clinic had been a combination of Billings Clinic and Busman, um, excuse me, Deaconess. And so they were doing additions. You can see the original building there to the right. And um, Cushing and Terrell designed a four-story addition in 1957, a million-dollar construction completed in 1959. And this is with 70 patient rooms for pediatrics, a psychiatric unit, labs, and ER. The hospital had already, they had had to turn um, patients away because they didn't have enough room. And so this construction was mandatory for them to continue their um, operations and of great concern to them is that they were not prepared for a mass, ca mass casualty and certainly you know, after having these world wars you start thinking along those lines and also there were fires and you know just any of the things that hospitals are expected to do certainly at that time now um, deaconess had been founded in 1907 and the Billings clinic in 1911 and they were they didn't merge until 1990 um, but um, actually one thing that Jean made sure that when I spoke with Jean telling him I was going to do this talk, he said, make sure you talk about our repeat clients because we are still working for Bozeman Clinic and for St. Vincent's and for School District Number 2 and sundry other clients that we have in the region and the um, idea is that we've tried to treat them with the due respect that clients should receive. Not that other firms don't do that, but what you get, it's all about relationships. I guess I really got into doing charts for this one, and um, what I what I you know I was talking about the growth of um, Bozeman Deacon. I keep doing that. We aren't even called Bozeman Deaconess anymore. We're the Bozeman Health Center or something. But in Billings, the Deaconess Hospital growth, as I said, was huge. So the gold is 1956, and that's the growth um, after 1949 is in the blue. So you can see the patients admitted. Um, uh, they were they were dealing with like 8,700 patients and they could not handle them and that had been even from I think the um, 1949 date for the patients uh, excuse me number for the patients admitted um, was about 4,500. So they and the babies born that's another great indicator of you know a population increase and those numbers there are 811 in 1949 um, increased to 1549 in um, 1956, so you know, nearly double at that point. And then we move on to St. Vincent's, which was also grown. And um, the CTA designed a four-story addition for them as well. And um, St. Vincent's had been founded earlier, though. That was 1898, and they're still um, operating in St. Vincent, and they employ about 2,100 uh, people in Billings. And in fact, going back to Billings, they're one of the larger employer, employers in Billings as well, with 3,400 employees. So um, 
uh, certainly representative of the growth in the region as well because you know obviously these hospitals are serving more than just Billings. And um, the, the airports are always a great teller of, of growth and CTA designed um, this airport terminal in um, 1956 and at this time it was Montana's largest airport and you can see you know, Arkansas, I like to show the runways because that's sort of the dream, you know, the vision of what the architect had for these projects. And um, really, um, very speaking to the time architecturally, um, this um, was, um, 19, what did I say, 1956. And so you can see very streamlined, you know, um, spare um, uh, attention, to, uh, spare detail. But um, one of the nice things about these buildings is when you get up close, you know, beyond seeing how the, the lovely massing is, you know, the way it is very nicely juxtaposed between vertical and, and horizontal and these uh, the beautiful um, canopy. When you get up closer, you get to see um, details on the brick, and um, that's where these buildings start really shining. And another building, um, this is where um, Eastern Mountain College comes into play. Um, so it's just great that um, you mentioned that. Um, this is for the 1961 dedication of um, uh, the, the physical education building, when it was still um, Eastern Mountain College before it uh, became um, MSU Billings. Jesse Owens came to speak at the dedication. And I love what he, he was there admonishing the teachers. He said that essentially, the, the title of the article was No Athletic Bums. So what he was saying, if a child cannot pass, then a teacher should not pass. Well, I, it was kind of a, a good way to look at it. Um, but uh, he really um, felt that there was certainly a huge value to physical education and that it should be taken seriously. So CTA designed this um, in 1960, dedicated in 61. They remodeled the building in 79. And they also designed the uh, library classroom building at um, EMC in 1968. This was actually established as the normal school, you know, the, the teacher school for the state in 1926. A lot of the educational institutions here have a wonderful um, history of, you know, starting out with something else. And I don't um, think you mentioned, but Rocky Mountain College is actually the oldest long, the, oldest continuing operation business within Montana. That's what it's considered, even though not at that site, but it was a combination of the Intermountain College and, and um, Billings Polytechnic. And so I think it's, it's, it's connection with the Intermountain College is what gives it <coughs> three campuses. Three campuses. Yeah, oh. Oh, yes, exactly. It's been, it's moved. Yes. Um, And just talking a little bit about architecture firms, we always try to stay at the cutting edge. And here in um, 1986, we went CAD. This is my friend Sue Anderson. I sent her the photo, and she said, oh my gosh, I was so young, and so thin. She's retired in March or something like that. So, um, and we, don't, we barely use CAD at this point, but computer-operated design, um, certainly trying to be efficient and be able to um, uh, serve our clients the best. And uh, we were also at the forefront of energy innovations. And we, um, in 1977, we were involved in the only Montana project that was part of a larger energy grant program. And um, in, in this instance, we designed solar panels for hot water and heat for a heat distribution building here in Billings. And some of you may know it as the Billings Shipping Corporation at 425 North 27th. 
Um, and I don't have an image of that. You should be thankful because it probably wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have been as bad as this image. Um, but it was interesting that the um, uh, papers um, would cover um, this sort of um, e event as something that was important to um, uh, the city. We also um, work with a fair number of banks. And right now we work a lot with Stockman Bank, but this was the Yellowstone Bank when, when they were expanding in, in, in 1985. And Joel Harris, um, um, the president of the bank um, that had started in Laurel and Absorkey, um, they really wanted to spread into the Billings area and, and be able to you know, garner more business for them. And this million dollar building was 12,000 square feet with a tall atrium to make an impression. Um, and you know, banks, there's a great, uh, it would uh, be really interesting to do a study of banks over the years because you see them as very stolid, and you saw it, very stolid stone um, structures that um, show that we're going to take good care of your money, we're like a vault, and then moving into a, a full glass uh, curtain wall building. It's very interesting that, um, and maybe that's for transparency so that you can trust us. You know, very, you know, different philosophical approaches to, um, how you design. There was a nice article in 1988 after CTA, perfect, had been around 50 years, and you have, they actually have a picture in 73 of, I guess Edward Terrell's, no, that's, he's always on the left. No, I guess Cushing was on the left before. Okay, anyway, Edward Terrell on the left, they're standing, and Ralph Cushing, you can see he is a little older, um, and this is 1973, that photo is. Now, the two of them, they, uh, I should certainly mention that um, Cushing, um, he retired in 72, so a year before that photograph, and Terrell retired in 1978. But the photo, the, uh, let me see if I can do this. Um, Fortum Business Center at Rocky Mountain College. And this is that Yellowstone Bank we were just referring to. Um, the, oh, the air terminal, and then the American Lutheran Church, CTA has done a few churches over the years, and this building here is Deaconess, sorry, Deaconess Medical Center. What the article does focus on is that it's the principles, the staff, and the importance of that, and what CTA, I have to slip and say CTA, Christian Terrell has been good on is um, training their successors and having a succession plan. That's a good way to stay in business. This is what I call the nose shot. But it does show <laughs> the building. And in um, 2002, you know, CTA had been in a number of buildings over the years. In the 1950s, they were on the second floor of the Hart Allen building. And then they built a building on Airport Road, I think it's uh, 1333, with the Ruth Insurance Company. And the two of them, the, those two companies built the building and they shared it. And um, Cushing and Terrell designed the Ruth Residence, which is listed in the National Register. Um, and then they were on Poly Drive, the 1500 Poly Drive across from Rocky Mountain. But they made the decision in 2002, they were waiting, should we move further out west, build a building, further out west of Billings, or move it downtown? And they made a conscious decision to move downtown. And they didn't want to build on any more you know, new land and, and take up good ag land. And they wanted to support downtown Billings. What they found out was that there was an unintended consequence. This was a great recruiting. Um, method for young kids who are uh, young architects, young professionals who are interested in being downtown, and it helped them get better talent. So this is the Marshall Wells building where we're located now. And 
this is to prevent me from doing the green pointer. Um, the man in the uh, uh, white circle, uh, this is a photo from, um, I think it's like 1973 or four, um, but Everett Terrell there is circled in white, um, and as I said, he retired in 78. Christian had already retired before this photo was taken. The gold circle up in the upper right is Jean Holstein, the man I refer to as having been at TTA for 50 years. And because of people like that and the great succession planning, so Jean joined the firm in 1966. And um, he's actually not allowed to be on the board anymore, but he's allowed to work there. And he works every single day. And um, uh, he's had a lot of very strong clients, and uh, along with um, Billings Clinic, that's his been his client for a good 50 years. He um, was a sharpshooter and was part of the uh, design team for one of the buildings at Atlanta, the Olympics in, in Atlanta. Um, but he really epitomizes our golden rule in doing you know, that attitude, and he's passed that on to all of us. And as I said earlier, it's a matter of trust, honesty, integrity, and these are all values that are inherent in what we now call CTA. Thank you very much.